0: First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Dot com Woe to you of Earth Sea. It's the Hop Nation USA podcast.
1: It's the Hop Nation USA podcast, starring Steve. And Adam! Yes. Yes, it is. And Andy Samberg! And Cindy Emberg! And Bandy Bamberg! What about tonight's <laughs> musical guest? Miley Cyrus! <laughs> Did you ever see that? whitest kids you know? Uh, like, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy Samberg! Bandy <Bandi> Amberg! <laughs> Yes, it is episode ninety five. Yes, Jeezy peasy lemon squeezy. Mm-hmm. We've
0: been doing this a while. I know. You figure eventually we'd figure out how to do it well.
1: You think we'd eventually settle on an intro? No, no. <laughs> you get the music. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's,
0: uh, that's a good intro.
1: Yeah, you get the music. You know the music comes on. You go, oh, okay. <laughs> you get that Pavlovian response, like that's right. <laughs> idiocy on microphone. <laughs> Here come the dum dums. <laughs> What's up next? <laughs> So yeah, it's just uh, Adam and I this week. Yeah. Yeah, nobody yeah. wanted to join us. No. Jerks. jag Bunch of jagaloons.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all right. It's fine. That just means there ain't nobody slowing us down. And more beer for us. Also true. Yeez. Speaking of, what kind of beer are we drinking tonight?
1: So, the theme of this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Miley Cyrus! <laughs> <laughs> now, this week we're going to do, we're doing a style and we it's kind of surprising that we haven't done this style yet yes we've had this style
0: on the show before but we've never dedicated an episode to it
1: so i actually had to look we haven't had one of these styles even i don't think since episode 11
0: and that was the was that the dewclaw
1: yes okay yes we uh we had the dewclaw devil's milk yes so and that was a barley wine yeah so a bit of a gap yeah, bit of a gap. So now we're doing an entire episode to Barley Wine. Which uh, is appropriate,
0: uh, considering the musical guest of Miley Cyrus, because they're going to come in like a wrecking ball. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> uh, if you had one other beer to choose outside of Stout's during Stout Month, this is about the best winter warmer style that you can get. Yeah, because <laughs> it <laughs> will warm you up. Just... A very quick history, we'll get deeper into the history in segment two, but a quick history as to what a barley wine is, it's a beer that's called barley wine because it's made with barley but has the alcohol of wine. Oh. Ah. Who was the ad wizard that came up with that one? (laughs) Uh, Well, we'll find out. Okay then, (laughs) stay tuned. (laughs) But with that in mind, we're going to start with our first beer of the evening, And our first beer of the evening actually is coming from a friend. Yes. Across the country. On the West Coast. On the West Coast. We talked episode 11. We were talking that's when the last time we had a barley wine. Episode 43 is the last time we talked about this. (laughs) 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 But in episode 43, we talked about the uh, movie Buzzard Hollow Beef. It's a a very fine horror movie. It's a horror thriller. You can find it on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. But we, after talking about it and doing a review about it, it's craft beer related. Yes. It's adjacent.
0: Go check it out in episode 43 and then go check it out on Amazon Prime.
1: Well, actually, check out the movie first. Check out the movie first <laughs> on
0: Amazon Prime and then listen to episode 43, which is the, of course, Richard Petty episode.
1: There you go. Uh, we, we actually got a little bit of criticism from the director because we kind of spoil... The turn. Uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, we spoiled the turn. But we've also been in contact with the writer, Tara Hall, and she sent us beer that was produced specifically for the film. Yes, this is a, a an exclusive take. Exclusive. And what we're drinking is called simply the Buzzard Hollow, and it's by the Three Magnets Brewing Company, and they're out of Olympia, Washington. Mm-hmm. And why Three Magnets is because they actually did some filming within the Three Magnets Brewing Company. It all makes sense. Yes. It all comes together. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike Three Magnets, which will actually repel each other. Depending on their polarization.
0: Yes. However, for sake of this conversation, (laughs) that way I'm not wrong.
1: Well, no, you're not wrong because if you look at the the logo art, Mm -hmm. it is three of the double polarized. Ah, the horseshoe. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Three horseshoes pointed at each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they don't touch. So, so, you,
0: so you are right in this. So if you had a three-legged pony, pony. you could use those. <laughs>
1: pony. <laughs> pony. Pony. But uh, yeah, well, the first beer is a barley wine conditioned on whiskey-soaked oak chips. That sounds bomb-ass. Eels. And it comes in with 50 IBUs. That does not sound bomb-ass. Well, however, however, you have to consider that these are higher in malt profile because deals. the ABV is 11.9. Yeah. So this is going to be just a big beer. A
0: and I have a hunch. All of these beers are just going to be big beers.
1: Yes, they are. <laughs> Tonight, all, all night is all big beers.
0: Yes. Get so, an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Get an Uber.
1: <laughs> While I pour these up, though, I just wanted to go on to say that uh, Tara Hall has started and they actually completed their Indiegogo funding of their next project, which is called Single Family Home. Okay. It apparently, it's going to be a bit of a ghost story. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Uh, you can still contribute to their Indiegogo though, but they'll they'll begin filming in June. So yes, uh, in this episode we get to celebrate both independent beer, yes, and independent film. You can tell that this is independent beer because it has the label on it it does yeah it does. <laughs> it has the tiny little label
0: it's, it's a tiny little label but it means so much
1: but that's the thing it's a tiny little label so mm. you know who's doing something to rectify that who dogfish head we'll get into it okay after we finish tasting this beer a teaser <laughs> tease I, I like it <laughs> that's what's coming up in segment one <laughs> 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 the segment that you're in
0: <laughs> Jeez. anyways back to this beer yeah. the buzzard hollow uh when you poured it I noticed that the head that was the first thing I noticed was mm. the head was a, a very unique color.
1: It was like a, a an off tan. Yeah, it's like an off copper, off tan. Yeah. It kinda speaks to the rest of the profile of the beer because it's dark yes. because it's a very deep red copper. Mm-hmm. It's not completely translucent though. This this kind of falls into the style. Yes. It's there. It's
0: Which we will learn about in segment <laughs> yes. two.
1: Yes, I do have style guidelines as
0: well. Nice. So, I, uh, full disclosure, uh, I'm going through this episode tonight uh, with a bit of a sickness. So, the, uh, the old sniffer is not running at full capacity.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is correct. I am down with the sickness. <laughs> However, uh, that doesn't matter with this beer because, oh boy, you can smell it lickety split.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of fruity booze up front.
0: Yeah, you know exactly what you're getting into as soon as you smell this beer.
1: Yeah, that's on the nose, full of fruity booze. Yes. Again, also, falls in line with the style. So, what you'll find out <laughs> about it in good. segment two. <laughs> We're doing good. <laughs> Only one thing left to do. Time to taste. Well, that's dangerous.
0: It is a dangerous beer. Yeah. And, and I think that you mean it the same way that I do.
1: Yeah. So, it starts, it, like, on first taste. Mm-hmm. It's real, it's kind of soft. Yeah. Like, it's nice. It's, it's malty. Inviting. But it has that uh, fruitiness to it, a little bit of fruitiness, a little bit of caramel. After it sits for a second, though, that's when I get the alcohol burn. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you like that alcohol burn, grab this beer.
1: Yeah. And I I have a feeling like it's been a while since this was produced. Mm -hmm. We've technically been aging this. Yes. We've even been aging it since we've got it (laughs) (laughs) because we're waiting to try to get some other possible barley wines from other places this has a a cellared yeah
0: <laughs> but yes it does have that sharpness to it that is definitely uh reminiscent of a just a straight up booze
1: yeah and i'm just half wondering if because we've been holding on to it for so long if that booziness has been cut like it, it it was maybe more boozy when it first was released mm-hmm. this one kind of creeps up on you rather than i don't know
0: i kind of like that creep
1: up yeah, I I don't dislike it. It's just I think it's probably mellowed out being that we've had it. Yeah. We've had it for so long, and it was also produced before that. Right. So
0: we we played ourselves.
1: Yeah. This, what? No.
0: I know. I just, I just wanted to say that.
1: <laughs> Adam gets to try out slang of the kids. Yes. <laughs> 23 skidoo. I never got to say we played ourselves. <laughs> I just wanted to try it out. Felt right. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I enjoy
0: it. Yeah, I'm going to keep drinking beer. it.
1: Pretty good beer. Pretty good. Pretty good.
0: So let's uh, move on to our favorite first segment, news, note, and neat. Neat. Steve, would you like to start us off with one?
1: I would because I've got two neats. Fire it off. Let's they're, start they're, with something they're, good. They're little quick hitters. I like them. So we're ju- we're just talking a little bit how there's a little baby independent beer sticker. Yes. You know, on, the, on these cans here. Uh, Dogfish Head has decided that they don't like it being little anymore.
0: Oh, okay.
1: They want it big. <laughs> okay. So they, they're they taking their 60-minute IPA, mm-hmm. probably their biggest selling, their most widely available. Some would even say flagship. Ugh. <laughs> That's not... that We're not getting into that conversation. <laughs> year-round. It's a year-round beer. And because it's year-round and widely available, they are changing the box art and the uh holders for sixers and fours and such oh to reflect a big giant independent beer sticker oh so they're taking the tommy hill
0: figure out mm-hmm. where you know in the beginning it was kind of you know as was the he had the little the little right you know breast embroidery there and then around like 1993 they decided well you know what we could do we just put our giant logo on everything
1: we can put the giant logo we can stitch the name across right exactly tommy yeah the dogfish head is taking the supportive route okay and and making it very clear (laughs) that when you see a a 12 pack of 60 minute guess what you know it's independently made beer yeah sounds like
0: you could just look the wrong direction and still tell right yeah
1: yeah it's probably about a third of the case now so, yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of neat. They're, mm-hmm. they're really they're really getting behind the Brewers Association's urge to push people to look for
0: independent. Well, beer. you kind of need that. You need to have some big players get behind that to be able mm-hmm. to promote that. That way it sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, if the big boys don't stick with it, then
1: it's going to die. Yeah. My other neat yes. is uh, Hellboy, you know, the comic Yes. Slash movie series Yes I the, imagine you're more Familiar with the movie series Yes The
0: the role that Ron Perlman Was born to play Pretty much yeah <laughs> There's no denying that Yeah
1: I, I actually re- Recently rewatched The second one Okay Just out of curiosity mm-hmm. Just because it's been a while Since I've seen it And it's r- Still really good Yeah I'm still really amazed That like Guillermo del Toro Was able to get So many practical effects Jammed in mm-hmm. But yeah uh, It's the 25th anniversary Of the comic this year Okay So a brewery out of Oregon. 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 Home of the beavers. Sure. <laughs> and the ducks. Yeah. Let's go Ducks. But the brewery is called Gigantic Brewing. Okay. And they're out of Oregon and they're producing six special beers for the Hellboy twenty fifth anniversary. Okay. Each of them is themed towards a character. All right. So Hellboy's getting a pancake stout. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Because his character is Predisposed to liking junk food, mm-hmm. but specifically pancakes as well.
0: So it's it's quite apropos.
1: Yes. Uh, Liz Sherman, you remember who that character was? Oh, you're stretching my memory a little bit here. She was the love interest played by Selma Blair. Okay. She had the fire powers. Yields. So she's getting a chili stout. Okay. Ape Sapien, the blue fish man. Mm-hmm. He's getting an indigo blue fruit ale. A what? An indigo blue fruit ale. Oh, fruit ale. Fruit okay. ale, yeah. I don't know exactly what that entails. <laughs> I feel like if you were just making a blueberry stout or a blueberry fruit ale, you would have said that.
0: Right. It would have been perfectly fine. Yeah,
1: but they're saying indigo blue fruit. Okay. So. And then Hellboy's father figure, Professor Broom, mm-hmm. is getting a English barley wine. Oh, okay. Yeah, keeping it on theme. Makes sense. <laughs> for the night. <laughs> all of the beers are being produced in 666 bottles okay okay yeah, yeah. 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 limited amount all, 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 all. <laughs> every beer is going to be 6.66 mm-hmm. percent with the exception of the barley wine which is 9.99 percent you gotta yeah yeah just because keeping it closer to what a barley wine actually right is. And, and it's amish bowling rolls right just half again over <laughs> half again over yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, those are all being released at the Seattle Comic Con in March. Nice. So, uh, can I make a really bad joke?
0: Sure, go ahead. Is it ironic that a brewery, a microbrewery, is called gigantic brewing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just throwing that out there. You know, that might have actually gone into why they named it that way. <laughs> I really hope so. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't put it past the way to say, you know, we're going to be a microbrewery. All ourselves gigantic. I mean, that's, yeah.
0: Or maybe, whoever the owners were just like, we're, we got to impress women. What are we going to tell them? We own a gigantic brewery.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we own a gigantic brewery.
0: <laughs> I like to think that that was the mindset whenever they named the place. Yeah. And I, and I hope the beers are, are good.
1: Well, I mean, they're at least attempting styles all over the place, so that makes them in mm-hmm. line with every other craft brewery. And <laughs> I noticed
0: that not a single one was an IPA. I, y- or is there one in there that you didn't talk about?
1: There. Well, we only talked about four. Right. There's right. another one that's a wit, and okay. then I can't remember what the last one was. Okay. Just because I also don't really remember the character. For sake of the
0: story, I'm going to assume it wasn't an IPA.
1: Sure, go ahead. All right. You assume. I will. I will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That will make me feel better.
1: But yeah, that's my neat Hellboy beers.
0: Right on. So for me, I came across an article, uh, and it's not quite neat, and it's not quite news, but it's...
1: Of note. Of note,
0: yes. Yes, it is of note. Uh, so there is a website that every year uh, they do a survey. Uh, this is this comes from simplethriftyliving.com. Of course, it is a, uh, a Goliath amongst the internet uh, sites.
1: <laughs> right up there with BuzzFeed and whatever <laughs> else.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. Craigslist? Craigslist. <laughs> sure. Uh, but what they do is they take a survey to find out which state has the cheapest beer. Hmm. They, uh, what they do is they pick 10 zip codes that kind of give the demographics of each state. So, f- like, for example, New York State. Uh, they're not going to have all 10 zip codes in, you know, upstate New York near Schenectady. Yeah. You know, they're going to take one or two that are in New York City, you know, one or two in Buffalo and a few in the, out in the, the sticks. Right. The, the cat Catskills, right. perhaps. Uh, so they'll take 10 zip codes in each state, and they'll average the price for a case of beer. Now, this is the part that I, you know, it, you had to keep it consistent. So they did a case of Bud Light and a case of Miller Light.
1: Huh, okay. Yeah.
0: Now, yes, I understand it goes against the craft beer theme here. I get that. Let's just set that aside.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I have other concerns with that, but... Mm. Yeah, Good. keep going. But they, they,
0: they, they did that so that they could maintain consistency across right, right, right. all 50 yeah, states. Uh, what they found out was the cheapest case of beer in the United States. Do you have any guesses as to what state it would be in?
1: I initially would guess that it would be Indiana. Okay. I think I actually know the answer. Go for it. Is Illinois. I thought I saw that.
0: You actually did, and yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, it is Illinois. The average case of beer for... Illinois is
1: $15.20. Huh.
0: Between the coolers and the Miller.
1: Yeah, I actually saw that on... Um, we follow uh, Afro Beer Chick yes. on Twitter. And she's from Chicago. Makes sense. So she was talking... About, she made a post about how ch- Illinois had the cheapest beer. Mm-hmm. That's, I didn't. I haven't read this article, oh, okay. so I, I don't know where PA falls. Where do we fall?
0: Uh, well, that depends. you want to talk about this year's results or last year's results? Do both. So, uh, last year's results... We were most expensive. Really? In 2017. Really? Yes. Uh, this year we dropped uh, seven spots. Good. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we dropped our price about 40 cents a case. Huh. Yes. So the most expensive state actually doesn't surprise me that much. Alaska. Yeah. Because obviously it's not part of the continental US. Right. But it, it, what was surprising was the disparity between Alaska and Hawaii. Alaska averaged uh, thirty-one dollars and twenty-one cents, Ugh. and Hawaii, their price was twenty-two dollars and thirty-nine cents.
1: Ugh. Yeah. So something interesting about that, Adam, mm-hmm. is Alaska has almost a universal basic income. Yes, because they get free money because of the oil pipeline.
0: Correct. Drill baby drill.
1: So, <laughs> thank you, Miss Palin. <laughs> So, I, I, I feel like any cost in Alaska is kind of offset. A little bit. A so, little bit. Yeah, it's offset by that. However, Hawaii is just straight up like resort town, uh, mm-hmm. island that's forever away. Right.
0: <laughs> so, it's interesting. Hawaii came in at $22.39. Yeah. Pennsylvania came in at twenty one fifty. Fucking taxes. So, less than a dollar between the beautiful state of Hawaii and the Keystone State. Ah, yeah.
1: My my contention with this mm-hmm. is because because they did use Bud Light and Coors Light yes. as, like, the baseline, it doesn't take into account a lot of other local things. So, like, is, is a case of yingling cheaper in PA than Bud and Coors? Right. And I can almost guarantee... I know because I used to buy it a lot. <laughs> uh, Lion's head, right, is way cheaper,
0: right? Exactly. I, I think there are several regional breweries yeah. that are in that I, I would, whatever they call it the value category, yeah, that are going to have you know cheaper alternatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always <laughs> like Lion's head. <laughs> well, it, it, don't, don't forget they also have those neat little puzzles under the caps.
1: Yeah, puzzle caps,
0: puzzle caps. Get some.
1: Right on. I, I, yeah, I think that's kind of interesting. I but I. Again, I feel like it only applies to, but and
0: cores it does, it does. And so it, you you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. But it is interesting to see the the disparity between yeah. the different states.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely like you can just kind of tell who has taxes. My original thought was like Indiana because they I don't think they have any alcohol tax.
0: Right. So Indiana was they were less than seventeen dollars a case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were they were less expensive than Wisconsin minnesota uh michigan actually came in in second place at 1607 right on. they were last year's winner
1: right on yeah, so that
0: makes sense if you want to get drunk go to the midwest <laughs> my recommendation is wisconsin yeah they got cheese and meats to go along with it
1: <laughs> neat <laughs> things i'm into <laughs> meats cheeses and beers is cool so i have a news story to wrap up fire it off levante brewing okay out of the philadelphia side of the state oh Although they actually have started sending beer for tap out Mm -hmm. here in the Pittsburgh area. Which is good. I just had an IPA by them at the Corner Pub Mm -hmm. not too long ago. It's pretty good. Right on. Not going to begrudge them for being Philadelphia based. Right. They're still Pennsylvania based, Mm -hmm. so I can support them that way. Let's go Keystone. However, they are also sending beer out in another way. Is it Carrier Pigeon? Almost, sort of. Okay. <laughs> it, it's carrier service. <laughs> uh, they they actually started a new business called Mercury. Okay. And Mercury is shipping Levante beer all over PA. Oh, all right. It's basically a PA Tavor, but it's only for Levante brewing. Oh, so it's Pavore. <laughs> it's Pavor. <laughs> <laughs> Por favor? Por <gasps> <Ooh. gasps> favor. Yeah. Oh, oh. Pa- patent pending. Don't steal. I'll (laughs) fight you. (laughs) Anytime, anywhere. Also, like, Hitchhiker get in touch with us and Dancing Dome? Yeah. We're going to start Pour Favor (sighs) to send Pittsburgh beers all over. All over the great state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. But, uh, Levante, they did it first, so Mm got to talk about how they did it. Yeah. And why they did it. Part of the reason why they did it is they actually don't distribute their cans anywhere else. Oh, okay. So the way we see hitchhiker in a market district we you don't see levante anywhere but in their brewery okay they just keep their cans to themselves interesting take and they decided not to be selfish and instead of sending it to grocery stores they send it everywhere <laughs> i like that because that kind of cuts out in the middleman. It, it it does it does they use a third-party shipper the same way that tavor does mm-hmm. so they go to accuse uh, like after they get all their orders they fill their orders and then they take them all to a qcs yes shipper okay And then that goes all over the state. I got a little deeper into it, though. So there are some kind of hang-ups to it. Okay. Asterisks to ordering beer. Oh, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Those are? Well, one, you have to order at least three four-packs.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: I I think it's because they only have one shipping container size. Okay. Like, they only have one box. So they, and it is filled by three four-packs. Okay. So, yeah. So you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I believe the most expensive four-pack I saw was $22 for Ooh. their stouts. Okay. And then I think it was like 15 or 16 Okay, for some IPA. So it, in that about area. So you need to order three, though. So you can already expect to spend, you know, 40 to $50. you are dropping <laughs> some change. Board. Yeah. And then I got into shipping. And shipping, they're telling you... Because they're using these uh, QCS hubs, mm-hmm. it, it actually kind of depends on how close you are to the hub. What, sh- what your shipping rate is? Okay. Because it's got to leave the hub and travel. Right. And yeah, I, like we have a hub out in Pittsburgh, so it might actually be cheaper for somebody in Pittsburgh than somebody in Harrisburg. Right. If Harrisburg doesn't have a hub, because mm-hmm. they're not as close to a hub.
0: <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> if, if,
1: that, if you get yeah, if yeah. you get that. So, yeah, people in Pennsylvania can expect to pay more. <laughs> in general, though, shipping is going to be 15 to $20 more. So you're looking
0: 60 70 bucks. Yeah. For a 12-er. Yeah. Because you got to have three or four right. packs. Yeah. Okay, but if you want that beer, yeah. you can get that beer.
1: If you want that beer, and then you're in PA. That's the only, right. that's the only other thing. Uh, currently, Mercury only ships within PA.
0: Got to keep it in the Commonwealth. Yeah,
1: it's PA only. I like it. And I like the way that the model is set up. I think it's very possible that other PA-based breweries could get in on this.
0: See, that's something where I think that that is where collaborations would come together. Not collaboration, beers. So, for example, the, uh, the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild, they could all get together and kind of have their own similar service. So that instead of having just one brewery available to you, you could have two or three dozen mm-hmm. available to you. And you can kind of have a pseudo-mix and match uh, 12-er. Right, where you have two from Hitchhiker, two from Abjuration, two from Whomever, I don't know. Dancing though, dancing they <laughs> make beer. <laughs> they make beer. Brew Gentlemen, we'll throw them on the list too. They don't
1: can yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, once they hear about this opportunity, <laughs> they will. When did you hear, I, I did hear that they might be canning soon, but I actually heard that as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think right now because it's Philadelphia-based with Mercury, you can kind of set it up that maybe you have a distro space mm-hmm. and a couple other breweries can jump on like tired hands maybe victory and then they can all send a stock of beer to the distro space and then they can fill orders yes and then they can take it to the shipper mm-hmm. pittsburgh could do the same thing if i'm pittsburgh i don't name it mercury though what do you name it mars ha, uh, i like that because it's in the area right right <laughs> that's a geography how, joke
0: i wonder how much shipping costs to get to the moon Ah,
1: it's stupid yin's guys never going from moon to mars <laughs> on the same tank of gas <laughs> stupid yeah I, i'm totally for it maybe you just set it up you know mercury is your philly beers mars are your pittsburgh beers mm-hmm. that's how you do the website and then in between nothing Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know, Trogues can create their own thing. Yeah. Trogues and Pizza Boys start their own service. They,
0: they can be their own kind of, you know, I don't
1: know, Death Star. I feel like maybe it would just be called Pizza Boy Delivery. Ah, damn it, that's good. <laughs> ben Bending. I'm actually surprised they didn't come up with this. It's somehow Levante. <laughs> I know. I,
0: I mean, there's some smart cookies over there. Yeah. but So, yeah, more power to them. Good for them. Agreed. Check it out. Speaking of checking out, I am checking out this buzzard holler. Buzzard holler? Buzzard holler. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: The old buzzard holler.
0: <laughs> my, my redneck is showing. You're
1: going down the dirt road, mm-hmm. past the mailbox, you see the knotted tree, you head on down to the buzzard holler.
0: <laughs> Some call it a Kaiser blade, I call it a swing blade.
1: I like my here done to my biscuits. <laughs> mm.
0: Anyways. The buzzard holler. <laughs> For fried potatoes fried that fried
1: was bad potatoes.
0: uh so this buzzard hollow hollow Hollow, oh, uh, by by three <laughs> magnets
1: <laughs> it's good stuff yeah it's pretty good i liked it yeah i'm gonna continue to like it through the break me too uh thanks for sending this to us tara yeah and if you're listening you you at home not necessarily tara or in the car or in the car or at work right you can watch buzzard hollow beef the film yes and then not enjoy this beer because it's very exclusive we have (laughs) (laughs) we have the only cans in pittsburgh but
0: (laughs) is that that how we end the segment just a little nana nana boo boo
1: yes
0: (laughs) 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 okay so nana nana boo boo uh this barley wines
1: for us yeah we got this you (laughs) you don't
0: (laughs) we'll be back for segment two
1: Check this out. There's a Seattle company called Tavor that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Tavor gets the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, Belgium, New Zealand, and of course everywhere in the US. The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers, delivered right to your door. And right now, anyone who signs up with the code HOPNATION can save $10 off any order of over $25. That's dot com DeVore. Welcome back to episode 95. It's the Barley Wine episode of the Hop Nation USA podcast.
0: Not only that, it, it, it's time. I'm doing it segment two. Screw you. Okay. Sporting Man reference. All right. Sporting Man reference segment two. Uh, not only is it the Greg Lloyd episode, uh-huh. but it is also the Matt Benedetto episode. Is he a Formula One racer? No. NASCAR. Okay. Driver of the uh, Levine Racing 95 Toyota Camry.
1: Did he get started in F1? No. no. Oh. I not. just assume anybody with an Italian last name got started in F1. No, I mean, that's a good <laughs> thought to make. That's a good stereotype. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> Code name <laughs> Fangio.
1: Ah, all you Italians starting the F1, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: not, okay, that's not how I wanted this to go. <laughs> But no, it is the uh, Daytona 500 this weekend, mm-hmm. so I, I had to get at least one NASCAR reference in there. Okay, so you did it. Go Matt.
1: You got? Are you? Oh, you actually cheer for him? Well, why wouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, I, no, I don't know anything about NASCAR. What, his nickname is D Burrito. Oh, okay. So, how <laughs> <laughs> could you not root for a guy whose nickname is D Burrito? D Burrito sounds like how I would do it because my brain is stupid. Like I have a lot of dumb head injury shit in my head <laughs> to where I don't pronounce last names correctly like the dogfish head owner right that's Sam Calizzone to me <laughs> Calazzone <laughs> The attractive woman from the Baywatch movie that's Alexandra Duterino <laughs> <laughs> Duterino <laughs> Duterino
0: I like to think that anytime somebody says her name there is a finger gun
1: that will appear right Well Duterino anytime I say it it's in my head It's like, oh, there goes that girl, (laughs) Duderina. Finger guns. (laughs) The other one is Hayden Planetarium. Oh, yeah. She's, I don't know, not that popular anymore. She used to be. She used to be, and then she married uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, Yeah, which is really weird, because she's
0: like five foot nothing, and he's like seven foot twelve. Yeah, that dude is a
1: giant monster.
0: Yeah, big dude. So go go burrito. Go de burrito. Go de burrito.
1: Good for him. Mm -hmm. I hope they all have a fun time. I do, too. (laughs) I bet they do. I oh, hope they get big checks. Adam, it's not eco-friendly. You <laughs> can't do big checks in 2019. Yeah, eco-friendly. Oh, it's a, it's a,
0: it's a, is it just a giant receipt for a bank transfer instead? Yeah, it's a giant PayPal receipt. <laughs> <laughs> they just put it up on the big
1: giant video board. Right, yeah. Please enter your password. They, they put your email on the video board. <laughs> Here's your PayPal receipt for your big giant check award. <laughs> nice. All right, Adam. Why don't you introduce us to our second beer of the evening?
0: Our second beer is, this is actually in a serving size we have never had here on the show. We'll get to that in a second. This comes from the Pride of McKee's Rocks. Yay. Pennsylvania. This comes from Abjuration Brewing Company. Yay. Out of, of course, McKee's McKees Rocks. Yes. Uh, So this is their Rice Barley Wine. This is version Mm 1.1. Mm-hmm. This comes in at 11.1% ABV. Yes. So it's a big hitter. Yes. Uh, not only that, the IBUs comes in at a tidy, I believe it is 27.5. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, so they were able to get that down to the half a point, so <laughs> a lot better than I could do.
1: They're science like that. They are.
0: They are. Uh, so what it is, uh, it is fermented on a yeast blend of California ale and sake yeast mm. from, of course, the good people of White Labs. So not only that, uh, it is uh, conditioned on a large amount of cherry blossom honey. Mm-hmm. And of course, candied ginger. Right. Because you got to have that. So it is a, a very floral beer. And uh, you actually want to know something else that's neat? What? They use jasmine rice.
1: Well, that would make sense as to why they use sake yeast. Yes. That all <laughs> kind of ties together. You, you kind of start with the one and head to the other. Yeah. That's how you get the fermentation out of the rice. Yeah, it makes sense. You, I don't think. I mean, you probably can, but it's, it's probably super ineffective to use beer yeast for rice wine Mm -hmm. it's probably terribly ineffective because sake yeast is very specific for driving out the sugars from rice Mm -hmm. but this should be interesting because it's a hybrid of sake essential it's essentially a sake barley wine hybrid yeah yeah. So
0: yeah. Let's uh, let's get into this. In this uh, as I previously mentioned it is one of the most unique cans that we've ever had. Uh, the first one that we had, I know you can't see it, but it's a, point. Um, <laughs> it's a pint. It's a pint. How, however, this guy is eight ounces. Yes. It's a little guy. So if you are the kind of person that always wanted to know what it was like to be Andre the Giant, <laughs> <laughs> yes, grab one of these. It's a little eight ounce can. It's a pretty fantastic. I love to hold the time and Miss my seem big. I, And Hulk Hogan,
1: he's a no good. <laughs> he's a bad guy. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I like to do Andre the Giant. I'm, I'm going to give you a beer to shut you up. Give me the beer. So, yeah, I mean, we were talking about how barley wines aren't actually wine in any way. Yeah. But in a way, this actually is kind of wine because it's Japanese wine. It's Japanese rice wine.
0: They're going all over the place.
1: they all over the place. It's abjuration. We love them because they do shit like that. <laughs> and there's more coming down the pike. Yes. We were just on their website reading what's in the fermenter. Adam, why don't you tell them what's in the fermenter that we, you got all excited about? So, uh, yeah, and I, I'll admit, I made a noise.
0: <laughs> because on their website, they show everything that is in their fermenter. And I started scrolling down, and one of the things that they have is a maple bacon imperial stout. Those are four words that I love seeing together. <laughs> so, whenever that comes out, you can see both Steve and I at Afferation Brewing <laughs> uh, probably four for
1: dollar. weekends at a time.
0: Just so you know, I need to get the big beaker. All right, let's get back to this beer. Let's get back to this
1: uh, rice barley wine. Yeah. So it is a lot lighter than the previous beer. It is. It, it is. It doesn't have the red copper tinge to it either. No, it's much more of an orangish uh, tinge to it. Yeah, it actually looks like a really deep, like hazy Belgian almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good looking unit. You know?
1: Yeah, it's very good looking. I would. Upon first look, though, I would assume it's a Belgian or maybe even like a triple IPA.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't expect this to be a, a barley wine.
1: No. On the nose, though, super fresh. It is super fresh. A very floral. Yeah.
0: Which makes sense considering what was put into it.
1: Cherry blossom, honey, and ginger. yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's, that, that's huge notes right there.
1: Also, I believe it's brewed with lemon hops. Lemon, uh, lemon, lemon, drop, hops. lemon drop hops. That is correct. Hops. It is yeah.
0: made with lemon drop hops.
1: Yeah. So one of the interesting things about Abjuration is kind of like brew dog that we've talked about in the past who have their own uh, homebrew recipes mm-hmm. that you can make. You can actually find the basic ingredients and recipes for all of Abjuration Brewing's beers on their website.
0: So for example, if you wanted to make that maple bacon imperial stout. You can. If you want to make this uh, rice barley wine, you can. Now, obviously, getting some ingredients are going to be more difficult than others. Yeah. But if you have the means, you can do it, too.
1: <laughs> if you can find it, you can do it. I believe because, like, even abjuration, they've used things like strata hops. Not the easiest one to get a no. hold of, I don't think.
0: But if you can get it,
1: if you can get use it. it. <laughs> if you can get it, you can make one of their IPA recipes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back to this uh, rice barley wine at hand here. Yeah. Let's time take to drinks. So this is almost like the exact opposite of what we had earlier with that Buzzard
1: Hollow. Uh, this is a very, I, I would say, borderline refreshing beer. Yeah. This one, well, honestly, I would say this one's more dangerous than the Buzzard Hollow. The Buzzard Hollow was pretty much a very classic barley wine.
0: Yeah, it gave you warning signs to not mess around. Right.
1: This one, not so much.
0: No, it uh, it's snake in the grass.
1: Yeah, it's a very snake in the grass. It'll come up, it'll bite you. Yeah. It's kind of the reason why I actually bought four pack of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my more favorite beers from Adjuration. No, nah, I'll, I'll just be straight up with that. I, and, and, then, <laughs>
0: and, and 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 full disclosure, uh, that's a that's a high praise.
1: Yeah, have you had this before? Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember if you've had this before or not. I have. I definitely had this before. I just wanted to feature it because it's an awesome barley wine, but it's also an awesome take on something different. Yes.
0: And it's an awesome brewery.
1: Yeah. it. They have, uh, the beer is very, it's not malt forward, but it has kind of a thick maltiness to it. Mm-hmm. But then it's very refreshing with the honey and the floral notes and the ginger, and it's lighter than regular barley wines. While still having that big ABV. Right. So while we drink on this, though. Yes. I think I wanted to get into first, but we're going to do some history on barley wine. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get in first the actual kind of style guidelines as presented by the Brewers Association if you're a home brewer and looking to have a beer judged in the barley wine category. Okay. And we can kind of compare like how this abjuration one does and doesn't fit. But basically, right off the bat, what is barley wine? It's just a strong ale. That's it. That's it. All right. (laughs) Like it's, it's a strong ale that doesn't really fit into any other category. No. Yeah, and and because it was originally brewed using a English yeast, mm-hmm. that's what sets it apart from Belgian strong ales. Uh-huh. Aha, Belgians would have used a Belgian yeast. Makes sense. <laughs> and then American versions would just use American yeasts. Okay. Like, it, it, you, you don't have to get too crazy with the yeast that you use when you ferment these. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why... This one, uh, from abjuration, just use the California ale yeast. Right. Usually, you can just use American ale number two. Okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. The, the, you don't have to get crazy complex with your yeast. Okay. Everything else is just built off the malt profile. Gotcha. And the malt profile is generally kept pretty simple. Okay. Again, with this abjuration one, if you remove the rice, all you have is pills. Right. It. It's just a shitload of pills. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get more into it in a minute as to why this is, why it's a lot of simple mash Mm -hmm. and simple yeast profile. But if we look at the brewer's style guideline, color, you're just looking for generally an amber to a deep red. Which we've covered. Yeah. Like we saw with the buzzard hollow. Mm -hmm. It differentiates a little bit between uh, a British and American styles when you look at hop profiles. So generally British barley wine is lower in hop. Okay. Like a low to medium hop. Okay. And American barley wine is medium to high.
0: That does not surprise me.
1: Right. <laughs> Doesn't
0: surprise me in the least. Yeah,
1: not at all. Uh, and again, presence of bitterness it also varies between British and American. Mm-hmm. Low for the British, high for the Americans. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but both you're going to find like malty and fruity esters. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to have kind of like that alcoholness to it. Like it's gonna be boozy, <laughs> right? Right, and that's
0: and that's typically what you expect mm-hmm. uh, whenever you have a barley wine. It's gonna be boozy. It's gonna be a big beer. It's gonna have that kind of that warning to it that you don't mess around with these beers,
1: right? And uh, and that's also reflected in the ABV because they generally range like eight point five to twelve percent. They're strong ales, right? But they're not <laughs> like they're not stouts because they're not dark, right? These are, you know, generally the SRM will never be higher than 20 on these. Mm. Lower half. Yeah, lower half. Still can see through them, still can put some light through them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that that they're just simply strong ales. They're, okay. u- they're using malt profiles that, you know, you would find in lesser beers like ESBs and stuff. Mm. But they're just ramped up to 100.
0: Okay. Goes all the way to 11%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, uh, if you want to go back to the first commercial use of the word barley wine.
0: I would like to know that.
1: It was actually used by the Bass Brewing Company. Really? Yeah. When? 1903.
0: Really? Yeah. 1903 was a big year. Right. <laughs> barley wine and the Wright Brothers. There you go. I don't know which was
1: more important. Flight.
0: All right. Yeah. 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 That's fair. <laughs> Because otherwise, you just it would just be called here's some little beers on a board. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you,
1: Orville. Thanks, Orville. <laughs> but yeah, that that was the first year it was commercially used. Although barley wine had been a term that's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. like possibly even dating back to ancient Greece, if it, if they translated correctly. <laughs> right. Okay. But it. it that's the thing is because these beers are so similar to other styles that have been around for longer, like the Belgian Strong Ales, mm-hmm. like the Scottish Wee Heavies, like you know, things like that. It, it just kind of all gets mixed together. They're also synonymous with being old styles or just old ales. Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of known that way.
0: So it, it, it's almost like barley wine is almost like a rebranding.
1: In a way, yeah. Well, not necessarily just a rebranding, but like an official branding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like we should call it something. Yeah. We got to call it something. Barley wine it is. Yeah. This is how we sell it. Yeah. We call it barley wine. And part of the barley wine name also goes with the fact that a lot of the time these beers are aged in casks. Mm -hmm. We've already seen how the Buzzard Hollow was aged on wood chips. Yep. Just to kind of mimic that quite often they're aged in wooden casks like a wine Mm -hmm. they have a vintage year and they're released seasonally for special occasions yes so would you like to know how barley wines kind of be were traditionally made back in the 19 early 1900s i mean i'm already here yeah you're already here so yeah you're already drinking a beer i got your ear for a second (laughs) (laughs) so traditionally these beers were brewed party guile style party guile Party guile style.
0: <laughs> so, wait, like Street Fighter?
1: Not like Street Fighter. Okay, unfortunately. All right. <laughs> No, it's it's not it's not guile with a feather boa and okay, all <laughs> and right, blinking uh, sunglasses. Just
0: asking questions. Yeah,
1: no, this is actually spelled P A R T I G Y L E D. Party guiled. Oh, party yeah. guiled. Okay, well, I didn't I, think... well, there's party guile style. I gotcha. but, if, but if you do a recipe. You've partyguiled. It me. has
0: been partyguiled. Yeah.
1: Oh, all right. So guile is a specific way of brewing that allows brewers to make multiple beers out of the same mash. Okay. All right. So quickest way I can kind of relate this is you ever, you've made cups of coffee, right? Oh, yes. That first brew is the strongest. Mm-hmm. And then if you leave the same grounds in uh, for a bit, yeah. eventually like your fourth cup or so, it's pretty watery it's you know diluted yeah so that's how these were that's how these were brewed i did not know that the first running is you get your strongest wart mm-hmm. and that's usually what would go into a barley wine
0: i gotcha okay
1: yeah. uh, then your second running and third runnings they could they could be their own separate beers mm-hmm. or a lot of the time these brewers would take and blend them together Oh, all to right. reach To reach certain gravities. Right. So, like, you have a... Uh, the, the the math isn't perfect on this. Mm-hmm. But, say, your first mash run, you would get what would essentially become an 8% beer yeah. if you just let it ferment. Your second run, your wort would become a 4% beer yeah. if you let it run. But you can blend those together to reach kind of that 6% if you wanted to make, like, an English ESP. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of math and farting around <laughs> that we're not going to get into well yeah we're not going to get into it because i don't know the math perfectly but that that's just the general theory behind party guile style
0: right not only that i don't believe the listeners can look at the whiteboard
1: <laughs> that we would have to set up <laughs> they would hear nothing just but squeak yeah <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. so yeah and then once you get those different varied warts you can treat them differently as well which is how a lot of people did so mm-hmm. you get your barley wine wart on the first run okay and then, you know, you put that in a cask and age it. Let it ride. You, then you do your blend of your first run and your second run. And then you dry hop that. You get your ESB. You yeah. Know, you get your session ale out of your just a plain second run. Makes sense. You get all kinds of different it's, beers out it's, of that.
0: It's a very economical approach. Yeah.
1: And, and that's how it was approached back in Britain in the, you know, the early 1900s. Party guy. Party guile. Hmm. Uh In fact, the uh, Bass Barley wine was called number one. Because it was made from the first run of that mash.
0: That makes sense. Okay. Yeah.
1: And the first American barley wine Mm. was brewed in 1975.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. It took that long.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, That's kind of surprising. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) What? uh, Was it Anchor Brewing? It was. Was it really? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. You did it. (laughs) You you did it. (laughs) They did do it. Yeah. It was called the Old Foghorn. That's a good name for it. Uh, the reason why it was called Old is, again, a lot of the time, these barley wines, they're paying tribute to the fact that they're known as Old Ales.
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Makes so sense. they called theirs Old Foghorn because of that. Anchor Brewing at the time was brewing Party style. Okay. So the Old Foghorn was part of their first run of other Party Gile beers. Gotcha. Within the same mash. Yeah. Huh. The other interesting thing, and this actually speaks to the way we're drinking the abjuration or rice wine barley wine mm. I just like saying it that way <laughs> rice wine barley wine rice wine barley wine <laughs> as uh, they they originally served it in eight ounce bottles aha uh-huh. okay and they, and they called them nips 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 okay yeah just because you're taking a little nip okay of a strong beer because right. because the anchor brewing old foghorn was 10 percent abv
0: so it's similar to the uh the old rolling rock pony bottles
1: yeah okay yeah in a way except for the beer inside is well, actually strong obviously quite different <laughs> right very strong right
0: they it, they were not from the old glass lined tanks of old
1: latrobe right you got you got to remember adam this is 1975 yeah you know, ain't probably, nobody used to that yeah nobody's used to 10 percent beer <laughs> <laughs> you're putting way too much booze in people real quick. <laughs> a lot of people were still probably on three, two back then. Yeah,
0: probably. Yeah. It, it, west of the Mississippi. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of that.
1: You, you can't, you got to give people, you know, that eight ounce so they don't start wiling out. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and fight in a seal out on the piers. <laughs> Went down to the harbor, start punching seals, yo. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the history of barley wine. That's where we're cool. now. And, uh, There's a couple other popular styles, you know, Sierra Nevada, the Bigfoot. Hmm. I think that's probably the most well-known one. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Dogfish Head has their old school, again, old in the name, and... uh, one that's really popular around here. One that I really like, the Blithering Idiot by Weyerbacher. Yes, that is that is a, that is
0: a Ooh, that's a big beer.
1: That's a big one. That's a killer. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That's when you got to kind of prep for. It. You got to kind of talk to your boss the day before. Like, right. hey, I might not be in completely on time, <laughs> and when I do show up, don't bug me too much. Yeah, don't don't come in at me too hard because
1: it ain't well, happening. Because I got a four pack of Blithering Idiot. <laughs>
0: So, if we're going to talk about beers, again, we got to talk about this rice wine, barley, what? But Abjuration, I I really like it. I like the little can that makes my hands
1: feel big.
0: <laughs> that is correct, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to feel like a big man, get one of these eight-ounce cans from Abjuration. Make you feel like a giant. Yes, of course. Get it. Drink it. Enjoy it. You
1: ring that punk Hulk Hogan by his neck. <laughs> In the Pontiac Silverdome. It's an ugly man. and <laughs> <laughs> the All
0: right, this is good ass beer.
1: It really is. It, again, it's you know a little divergent from traditional styles, but a da- Abjuration does that a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so fresh because of the way they blended Japanese sake yeah. with barley wine and made this. <laughs> so
0: it, what's nice is not only does it introduce people that may not be into the barley wines because I think this is an easier drinker mm-hmm. than other barley wines I've had but the other thing it does it kind of cracks open the door a little bit to sake yeah because I've never had it before and after having this I have some interest in trying it really I've never had it I've never had a reason to did you not have it? oh I guess not
1: because nope. the one time we went to that hibachi nope and i i definitely i drink sake. But. you did i did not i did <laughs> I thought not. you did but yeah. no nope, not yet that was just me getting wowed out on <laughs> well, that's fine you do you <laughs> moving on <laughs> segment three coming up with a third barley wine and even more from whatever we're doing we'll figure it out during the break yes goodbye i'm megan i'm Arja.
0: And we host Oh No Lit Class, a comedy literature podcast that tells you all the strange and sexy facts you never knew about the books you had to read in
1: school. Every episode is a fun, foul-mouthed spark notes for your ears, filled with author bios, plot summaries, bad impressions, and Megan singing. It's mostly you that sings. No. I sing well, she sings poorly. That's not true. So come listen to us ruin classic literature one book at a time at onolickclass.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh no, class. We're for kids. No, we're not. Welcome back to segment three of episode 95 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. We're back. Hooray. You heard a commercial for something. I think it was probably another podcast. That's probably. what we do. That sounds about right. We ain't picked up any new sponsors yet, god damn. Yeah. God damn. That, that ain't my jam. Look here. Pizza places <laughs> that want to follow us on Instagram. If you want to you know, pay us to advertise your pizza place, we'll do it. Throw in a couple of pies. Yeah. Or just send us pizza. Eh, yeah, who cares? Actually, they could feed the podcast.
0: Yeah. Dude, well, we're writing lines for them already. I know.
1: I'll read copy. I don't give a shit. Give me that pepperoni.
0: I would prefer bacon on mine, but I'm not picky. Ultimate meat,
1: peps, peps, <laughs> peps on peps on peps, peps on peps with the bacon and the sausage. Mm. We'll that, get there. That was our that was our begging
0: for the week for money and <laughs> also buy our shirts at tpublic.com. dot com. Thanks, Adam.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got a new design up. It is Check pre- it out. It is pretty awesome.
1: It is awesome. I like that.
0: That's, that's not even just boasting. Yeah, that's just a really good design.
1: Yeah, it was. I know, and I'm the one who did it. I know. I'm not trying to give myself a J.O. job. I'm just saying, I did a good job on that one. I would
0: appreciate that, because we're in my living room right now. That's gross. Agreed. (laughs) It's gross,
1: and it's rude of me as a guest. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on. Moving along. To the third beer of the evening. Which is also another barley wine.
0: Which makes sense because this is the barley wine episode. Great.
1: We've done it. <laughs> <laughs> three for three. Three for three. We didn't screw this one up. <laughs> but the third beer is the Solstice de Ivar.
0: Solstice de Iver.
1: I had to make the joke. No, it's fine. your rules. You did the right thing. It's ago. true. Dio does rule, <laughs> even if he's five foot three. Yeah. Dio fits in your pocket, and there was before iPods. <laughs> <gasps> Dio pockets. Dio pockets.
0: Dio pockets.
1: <laughs> the de Ivor is coming from the Brasserie du De
0: Something tells me they're from Quebec.
1: Ah, uh, you got it. All right. Okay. <laughs> they actually are. They're from Saint-Jerome, Quebec, Canada. Aha, uh-huh, Saint-Jerome. Canada. Yes. Something Saint-Jerome. tells me Jerome. they were a fan of the bus. Yes. The... Brasserie du Dessille means the Good Lord's Brewery. Nice. Okay. All right. I did the Google translate. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought you'd do that off the top of your head. I don't
0: know French. (laughs) Oh. Baguette. Fromage.
1: (laughs) Baguette. Fromage.
0: (laughs) Omelette. That's about it. (laughs) That's all I got. Peugeot. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Citrin. Bugatti. Bugatti's not French. Bugatti is French. <laughs> is it? The original French company. Huh. Bugatti. Yeah, well, not the original French company. That's, right, right, right. Yeah. But no, they were originally French, and then they got taken over by the Germans. That's why they're good now.
1: Huh. Yeah. So they were never Italian?
0: Uh, no, I'm sorry. They uh, they were a French company, and they were founded in 1909.
1: Weird. Yeah. Well, sorry. Huh. They just have that bibbity boppity boopity sound to it. Sorry, my dude. Red, and, red, white, and blue. Yeah, and the French are always wow, wow. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> nope now, now
0: we're insulting listeners uh,
1: yeah probably but <laughs> yeah okay well you are. be fine yeah they'll be fine just have a barley wine like, for example like this little stiver. <laughs> nice so there's nothing on the ibu information nope. but abv right in that wheelhouse of 10.2 percent okay and according to their description mm-hmm. it is a noble winter beer it's brown in color with flaming red highlights flaming red highlights yes now they have my interest yes its taste is supposedly delicately sweet with a little bit of a hint of burnt caramel okay and it has a little bit of a liquor-like quality to it so i'm assuming that means it's hot it's It's a a, hot beer it's a Bernie boy yeah uh and then uh it's also brewed with a english style yeast so i guess there's that (laughs) (laughs) we already talked about I mean, we talked about how there's English style and there's an American style, but this is brewed by French Canadians, so I what, don't... So what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> uh, what do we do is we open the bottle and then we find out for ourselves. Okay. All right. Well, looking at this beer, they were not liars. No, it isn't. Very good looking beer. Yeah, it, it's, it's brown and it has those uh, you know red tinges that mm-hmm. he's talking about. They called their shot. They didn't lie. <laughs> Good, good job <laughs> <laughs> french canadians not liars <laughs>
0: very multi smelling on this one
1: yeah again i mean they're calling for caramel yeah so i imagine that's what i'd smell in nose mm-hmm. they call it for the taste yeah yeah, yeah makes sense
0: yeah so let's uh, let's get this bernie boy going
1: ooh yep so that's the hottest of the beers Yep, had. and it's actually but it's also the Lightest on, ABV.
0: I believe you are correct.
1: Yeah, because the the yeah. Buzzard, yeah the Buzzard Hollow was eleven nine. Yeah,
0: the other two were over eleven, and this is this is a little guy.
1: Yeah, a little guy. Ten point <laughs> <10. laughs> two, but it's also the most hot. Like it's even like it's hot up front. Yeah, yeah. They it, it gives no quarter. No. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yes, but it, again, they called their shot. Yeah, they uh, told you what it was yeah, going no, to they,
1: be. Yeah, they told you it was going to be like sweet liquor. And yeah, it's like Mm sweet, it's like sweet liquor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, if you like that kind of thing, this is your beer. This is by no means a chugger. Oh, God. no! (laughs) I don't think any of these are chuggers, (laughs) nor should they be. Yeah, no. And is it just me or does it seem like it's kind of dry on the back end too?
1: Well, it's dry on the back end because it just remains hot.
0: (laughs) 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 Maybe that's what I'm tasting.
1: Yeah, you're just, you're just tasting more liquor burn like it's liquor burn up front, it's liquor burn on the back end. There's a little hint of like sweet caramel in between. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a sipper. This, oh yes. Yeah, the the other two that we had tonight were easily drinkable. Yeah. Like they had that drinkability about them. This one is a sippability about it. <laughs> yes. Yes, this is
0: this goes into that fine cognac category.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I think maybe I took too big of a gulp to begin with. <laughs>
0: well, considering what the other two were. You're right. Yeah. I was
1: trying yeah. like the, right. Like the Abjuration barley wine, rice barley wine. Like there's almost no liquor burn to it. There's a little bit. A yeah. tiny baby bit. Yeah. And then the Buzzard Hollow is pretty mellow on the back end. And then there's this one. And then there's this one that's just all liquor <laughs> burn. And I think I took too much to begin with. I don't think I can give a fair assessment right now. Okay, well, you back off a little bit. Yeah, so we have to come back to the end. Yes. <laughs> I took too much at once. <laughs> I went too hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say we move into the next segment? Yeah. So uh, this is a new segment uh, called Old Man Yells at Cloud. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. what this is, is this is kind of just a sounding off platform uh, of some things that kind of frustrate us when it comes to beer, and craft beer and the craft beer community and things like that. Uh, and tonight's category is terms and phrases. What are some terms and phrases in the craft beer community uh, that, that frustrate you, agitate you, get under your skin that you just don't plain like?
1: You know, I really grind my gears. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) That sort of stuff. That sort of stuff. So I'll start us off.
1: Go ahead. Uh, I'll just say, like, this is appropriate because... If you're listening to this episode on Friday, as you should be, Mm -hmm. you're listening right after Valentine's Day. Yes. We're not doing love on this show. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. This is angry hate. (laughs) Things that shit we're sick of. I was so excited when you pitched this segment to me. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes, because, because I don't often get to be cranky. And a lot of the times I'm cranky, you walk me back.
0: (laughs) Oh No, no, no. This one, you got free reign.
1: Yeah, this one I get to be cranky because it was your idea to be angry first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You get to follow in my footsteps. Yeah. And then really just push me out of the way and and just keep climbing a mountain.
1: We'll see. see. There's honestly, I don't know how much it agitates me. There is one thing that really bugs me, but we'll get to it. And there's
0: one thing that really bugged me. It's what... Spawned my okay. my suggestion for the show. I'm not going to start with that one. Oh, okay. I'm not I'm not going to lead off you with sa- that. You one. save your big gun. Yeah, I am. I am. So the first thing that frustrates me is the term dry hop. Okay. Here's why. Nothing about it is dry. You throw it into liquid, and it has nothing. it, it is separate. None whatsoever from any other Hop additions you add it into liquid There's no dryness going on whatsoever Why do you call it dry hop
1: Well because it's dry when it goes in (laughs) So was every
0: other hop that you throw in there I don't know So why does that get that special place of being Quote unquote dry hopped Because they had to call it something Yeah so why don't they call it something right Alright do you have a suggestion So I yeah how about like you know
1: Fermentation hopping Well, yeah, it is called that as well. (laughs) Okay, well then, whoever's in charge of these terms... Well, now, hold on. Actually, that's not completely true because you could hop after fermentation is completed that is true that you is know.
0: true you could just take pellets and just throw them over the bar at somebody and say well, it's part of the experience
1: you could yeah you could well i mean you could also run it through a Randall, and that's technically dry hopping as right well. right <laughs> you don't have to go as violent as throwing hops at person the bar. you can just run it through a Randall. <laughs>
0: no we're sticking pellets and marshmallows and we're whipping them at people <laughs> <laughs> so that term frustrates me Okay. And I don't like it. And I feel that we should come up with a better name for it.
1: Hmm. What would be a better name for dry hopping that's not dry hopping?
0: So, obviously, there's flame out if you're doing it right afterwards.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you have to find something that encompasses everything post-flame out. Right. Po- um, Post-heat. Post-heat. <laughs> post Post-heat hop. Post-heat hop. Post-heat hop. Yeah. Post-heat Hot. <laughs> Sounds like it might be like... <laughs> A 90s R&B band? No,
0: I'd pick up that next
1: hop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Touring with Tone Loke. <laughs> In Black Street. That's right.
1: <laughs> Motown Philly's back again.
0: <laughs> ah, no diggity. Uh, so, let's just noodle on that one. I'm just frustrated because that's a terrible phrase. Because it, it, it makes no sense. Right. Nothing about it is dry.
1: Right. It it's all wet in, It yeah.
0: goes in liquid It's yeah, it the exact opposite Of dry hopping
1: Just the same as Every other hop edition Right Yeah
0: Why does it have to be special By being stupid why, it, why is it special Yeah <laughs> Why you think You're better than Everybody else <laughs> Bottom I like, line I like
1: post heat hop
0: <laughs> Yeah Bottom line It pisses me off Okay <laughs> And I don't like it
1: And I don't like it Cranny I don't know. Old man. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right Old man yells at cloud Yeah that's all it
1: is <laughs> Just remember folks This is just Old man yells at cloud <laughs> Segment <laughs> There may be no resolution to any no, of this. <laughs> no, doesn't
0: have to be. All right, Steve, what, uh, what makes you mad at the world?
1: All right, so, so the one word I really hate, I really, really hate it, and it's because of kind of the culture and entitlement behind it. <laughs> Drain pour. Drain
0: pour. Drain pour. I have not heard that word that often, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah
1: drain pour is a word that comes up and it comes up mostly on social media mm-hmm. and i and i'll actually say mostly on facebook i don't see it that often on instagram or twitter i see it on facebook all the time though somebody will post a picture of a beer that they like or are currently drinking and some ass down in the comments will say oh that's a total drain pour i can't stand it right and they're just saying it's a beer so bad that they just poured it down the drain
0: right it doesn't deserve your time right or effort or energy to even think about enjoying
1: yeah now what kind of cock <laughs> has such entitlement and spoiled brat mentality that they can just throw five bucks worth of beer down the drain right because it doesn't fit their their palate their their yeah. refined special sensibilities <laughs> that they're unassailable sensibilities that everything has to fit into their palate so they have to pour it down the drain
0: let me shorten this up for you yeah those goddamn millennials
1: it's not even goddamn. it's millenn- not. it's, no, not, it's not, not even goddamn millennials because we're millennials we're goddamn millennials <laughs> we are we're ruining everything <laughs> it, i'm killing applebee's actively fuck you applebee's no applebee's is
0: killing applebee's don't I, give us credit
1: i'm killing applebee's <laughs> I want Applebee's dead.
0: See, if you want to kill Applebee's, you go there for their $1 happy hours (laughs) and then just buy everybody drinks. And then drain pour them. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We don't use that
1: word in here. But yeah, it's just so obnoxious when somebody says that, Mm -hmm. but it's even more obnoxious when somebody posts pouring beer down the drain.
0: Right. Uh,
1: What an asshole you are. Oh, you like that thing? I don't like that thing. I don't like that thing so much that I'm just going to waste it. Right Beer is a luxury item To begin with It is Just booze is luxury items Right We don't need this But you don't You don't like it so much You can pour it down the drain Nah I've drank some terrible shit In my life (laughs) And I (laughs) I finish every bottle Right I mean I hate it And I'll never buy it again Right But now you know Yeah Just recently I had the Shiner S'more Okay That beer is fucking terrible (laughs) (laughs) Okay But I finished the bottle (laughs) Right like, it, it is literally maybe on par or just a step above uh, Red Hot Iron.
0: How did I know that was the beer you're going to refer to? Just
1: because that's my worst beer, I think.
0: <laughs> so that that beer is one of the beers where I've had to physically not force myself, but I convince myself yeah. to finish
1: that. But damn it. Yeah. You finished it. But that, yeah, you finish it. You don't waste something you spent money on. Right. That's so, that's so obnoxious and such an entitled and prissy and <laughs> spoiled brat mentality
0: there's nothing wrong with saying oh this beer wasn't for me okay try again next time
1: yeah it, and if like you bought a four pack of a beer and you tried one and you didn't like it guess what you can give three away to friends you can trade
0: them yes that that honestly is the best thing you can do yeah
1: that's the best thing you can do
0: you just trade beer for beer oh, guess no. what you can be good to your friends yeah
1: now when i'm talking this i'm not saying there there are cases out there especially nowadays with craft breweries and such, where you might get like an infected batch. Yes, that is a completely separate
0: set of situations or circumstances, I should say.
1: Yeah, I'm not talking things that are undrinkable because they're infected or spoiled. Right, if it's a safety issue,
0: throw it out. Yeah, throw it out, it's bad. (laughs) Right. But don't be... A pissant about it
1: yeah but yeah don't be a pissant and be like oh this didn't taste the way i wanted right it's not the best ipa it's not trillium it's got to go down the drain (laughs) look at this beer down the drain got (sighs) him that's why i hate i hate people
0: no i'm picking up on that
1: (laughs) and i don't blame you i'm a misanthrope in case nobody's ever listened to the show
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it took two and a half segments to figure that out. Right.
1: <laughs> I think I think, and we're pretty much on the same page, and I think it's just because we kind of came up in blue-collar settings mm-hmm. that we don't have that mentality of wastefulness. Right. That you we will finish, like, shitty beers.
0: <laughs> right. Right, because you know what is worse than a bad beer? No beer at all. Yeah, exactly. So enjoy what you have. Yeah. You... Even if it's not that great. <laughs> if somebody handed me a Coors Light at a party, you know what we're going to do? We're going to drink it.
1: Do you know what I did after I finished that terrible Shiner? What's that? I went and got a Tuck, And made made good. And then everything was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I, <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? I had two beers in me instead of one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the sun still rose the next day.
1: Yeah. Everything was fine. Stop being a baby. Drink your beer. Wow. <laughs> Adam, what makes you mad?
0: <laughs> I don't know if I want to go next. <laughs> okay. So this is coming from a, a, a separate angle from what we have talked about previously, uh, where it seems like it's a lot from the community. But the one thing that, that bugs me is, this is actually on the brewing side of things, is the, the tendency to take any style of beer whatsoever and then just add a whole bunch of hops to it. To be able to cater cater to the IPA crowd, I hate that. You know, oh, it's a it's a hoppy half or you know, it's a wit IPA. Why do you do that? That to me, that is not innovation. That is catering to a crowd that is just willing to throw money at you. Uh huh. I don't like that.
1: I mean, I get why you wouldn't like that. Right. Because you don't like hoppy beers. Correct. Uh, But I don't... I'm sorry. I can't get behind you on this. See, I I can and I will. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure... Hey, I'm sure you number in the dozens... You're damn right. We are small, but we are strong. (laughs) You number in the dozens of those of you opposed to hoppy beers and and bastardizing styles. That's exactly what it is.
0: It is bastardizing style to go chase the ipa crowd that is so prevalent in craft beer and yes i understand that you have to make money i understand your business and you're trying to innovate to me that is not the way to do it all that is doing is just taking an extra product just an extra hop like ah, that's easy done Mm, i don't like that because not only it's an easy out to, to try to innovate, but it takes room away on the craft beer boards. If you have a tap list mm-hmm. that takes room away on the tap list and just adds another hoppy beer onto the list and shoves another beer that isn't hoppy out of the way.
1: So, okay. So, I, I get... I can agree with you what your real issue is. Your real issue is the fact that you just don't have the choices that you want.
0: Correct. Correct. That's what your real issue is. All it is, is it comes down to hoppy versus non-hoppy beers. Yeah. And it's way easier to make a hoppy beer from a non-hoppy beer than the other way around. Right, right. So that is the way the the quote-unquote innovation is going to go. honestly it's pretty easy to do that because all you do is just add additional hops now yes i understand you have to pinpoint when and how you're going to do that and all this stuff i get that i appreciate that
1: and like i said i can support you on your stance of you just don't like the fact that the hoppy beers take up too many boards and they do i i can appreciate that i can't appreciate the bucking of bastardizing styles Mm -hmm. because at this point even on this show, we've had a beer that bastardizes the style of barley <laughs> wine. Okay, true. We I drink bastardized styles all the time.
0: Yes, but and I assume what you're talking about is the abjuration beer.
1: Yeah, I was talking about the abjuration beer. As far because so I mean, here's the
0: difference uh, between the abjuration beer that we're having, the rice wine, barley wine, and, and a hoppy wit, mm-hmm. is that there is a lot more craftsmanship going into the abduration beer because obviously we talked about what is in that beer we talked about the jabs and rice we talked about the sake yeast there are different influences from completely outside the beer world that come in and make this this new style i, I can't even say new style but this new twist on a beer mm-hmm. however on the other side of that where you just it, you take ingredients that you already have in place and you just kind of throw an extra couple handfuls in i, I don't buy it
1: And that's the thing is, that's why I I can't support it though, because you can't cut off what innovation is.
0: No, I, I, I agree with that, but you have to admit that it's, it's pretty easy to do.
1: Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. We're, I mean, we don't brew at that level. True. So I, I, I think maybe you don't have an exact appreciation for making a style that is also hoppy. And drinkable Perhaps I don't Yeah I, per- And I think you don't have that appreciation Because you don't like hoppy beers in the beginning And I way. don't I don't I think personally, they're bullshit Yeah Personally I can think Like I don't really like pilsners that much mm-hmm. But if you make a good hoppy pilsner Or Even coffee Like coffee Has turned me mm-hmm. onto a lot of styles We've had the Black lager coffee Right From brew hub We had the blonde From Spoonwood Both of those are really great But they're both in styles That I don't care for Fair fair and and you would obviously argue that coffee is a different adjunct it's something else it's something harder to work with than hops because hops is such a standard part of beer recipes i mean it is a standard part right one of it's just one of those things like i think if a hoppy pilsner makes me drink it Mm -hmm. then it was innovated I, i i i like i said i can get behind you with as far as just making a whole bunch of hoppy beers because 70 percent of the market is ipa trending
0: right and it definitely is i don't know what the exact number is but the point still stands
1: it's like 70 to 77 percent of all beers bought are like ipas
0: right so what that does is that crowds an already crowded market and it takes away from the other styles to be able to assimilate with the ipa crowd
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i'm yeah like i said i agree with you as far as it's annoying when those things take up spots on the board right yeah i don't know i can't get behind saying it's not innovative or it's not crafty in any way I, yeah i I, I don't I, like I, it yeah i, you, I mean you can not like it and I you could, can, and i you will can, continue to not like and you, it. And you can assume <laughs> you can assume it's easy to just throw extra hops in
0: just remember this is an old man yelling at a cloud
1: oh yeah well yeah that's the other thing <laughs> again people it's just old man yelling at a cloud <laughs> it's just one of those i yeah i don't know i think there's a little I think there's a little more to it but you may be right. So mm-hmm. I can I can guarantee there's at least some beers out there that were just throwing extra hops in. Right. Like there was no actual consideration or anything. It just happened to work out.
0: Right. Oh, and, we added 2 ounces you know originally. Yeah. Okay, we'll add 10 now. Yeah,
1: there's definitely beers that mm-hmm. are out there that work And and I, and I think those
0: way. are the biggest offenders.
1: Yeah, I can get that. I can get that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it thus concludes the first segment of Old Man yells at Cloud
1: stop drain pouring bitch <laughs> i don't care if it's crushable you know it's not crushable what's that the solstice the iver it is not it's and you know i'm not saying that in a negative sense no it's it, it's a sipper if you try to crush this beer it, it just won't work out for you <laughs> and things will end poorly yeah and you probably won't even really taste any of the actual beer because you have to kind of sip it and savor it and enjoy it. You kind of have to
0: find the flavor a little bit. Yeah,
1: if you just try to crush this beer like a session IPA, mm-hmm. like that Clockwork Tangerine, that that's a beer that you can put a lot down really quickly, and it doesn't have a terrible amount of nuance to it. It's just kind of like, oh hey, this is a nice citrus IPA.
0: If if that's your style, right, it's a good good one to mess around with.
1: This beer has a lot of nuance. And it has a lot hidden underneath the hotness of the liquor mm-hmm. that you kind of have to work your way through, and you need to sip it. And you don't chug it. You don't. You don't even drink it like a regular beer.
0: <laughs> you, you just gotta find it, work your way through it. Not bad though. I didn't think it was a bad beer by any stretch.
1: No, it's not bad. It's just it's the strongest of the drinkers tonight. Yeah, in terms
0: of taste, in terms of flavor.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's the one that hides the beerness of it the most. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, should we go to the podium?
1: Yes, we can go to the podium.
0: So, I believe you are up first, Steve.
1: All right. I'm going to start... I I don't know. I I think it might seem a little obvious what ratings might be this week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because we already spent segment two gushing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll try not to sound like a homer as much as possible, but... The uh, Solstice to Ivor, I'm going to put in bronze. It's a really complicated beer to drink. It's really boozy hot you're not going to drink more than one of these it, it's just a lot <laughs> it really is mm-hmm. you can find good things about it though you can find like that sweet caramelness to it if you're kind of in the mood for something boozy or hot you know sometimes you get that you you, you get that flavor in your you know that tinge is like yeah. ah, i need to drink something that makes me feel like a man or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Something lumberjacky. Yeah, it's even more than lumberjacky. This is just like sitting in a dark room, <laughs> just pondering life. Yeah, this is my. I'm gonna read Nietzsche beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I don't know. It doesn't have too much utility. I can't think of any food that really pairs well with it. So I, yeah, it's just like drinking for the sake of drinking. This
0: this is the uh, the wingback chair beer.
1: Yeah, do to seal. It's a pretty decent beer but you know eh, yeah okay (laughs) yeah and they even even due to sell says hey it's a winter beer Mm -hmm. so that's why i think of dark rooms and reading nietzsche (laughs) got dark out at four i'm gonna go have this beer now (laughs) that should get me to bedtime plus you even gotta consider it's coming from quebec canada so i think it gets darker quicker Mm because they're up north so yeah they got to get through those long winter months with this that makes sense silver i'm gonna to give to the buzzard hollow by three magnets it just seems like a pretty classic barley wine i mean it's very drinkable in comparison to the solstice to ivor but if big beers in general aren't your thing you might not like it mm-hmm. like i but i think it is a good representation of the style It kind of hit everything that we were talking about in segment two about it has the right color has the right abv you know it the hop is the hop profile is up at 50 ibus Mm -hmm. so you you still taste a little bit of that bitterness like you're supposed to and it also has just those fruity esters that you expect from a big boozy beer and it has a little bit of a hot back end to it but it's not unmanageable for Mm -hmm. most people most people (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I I think it's a good representation of barley wine in general I have to say that because you probably won't get this beer specifically, right? (laughs) Yeah Gold though is gonna go to the abjuration rice wine barley wine What's not the love about it? It's way more drinkable than any of the other beers that we had tonight because it doesn't have that boozy hotness to it So that makes it dangerous, too (laughs) But I think it also makes it accessible to everybody that the twist on the style the actual innovation <laughs> to to appease Adam Thank you. of combining sake and barley wine is nice and enjoyable. And the flavors really reflect that in the cherries, the ginger. It's not like a tart cherry. It's much more of a soft cherry that you would think of when drinking uh, cherry sake. So, yeah. Like the Sakura blossoms.
0: <laughs> the Peter Sakura blossoms?
1: No, not Sakura. Sakura? Yeah, Sakura. Let me say it correctly. Oh, okay. How about that? Sakura. <laughs> not Peter Sakura. <laughs> just asking questions, that's all. But yeah, th- those are my rankings okay. for the Barley Wine Episode 95.
0: So for me, I am going to uh, really just say the same things here uh, that Steve said. I am going to put the uh, Solstice Diver. Uh, in the bronze medal position. There's a lot to find in this beer. It's not a bad beer, by any stretch of the imagination. All three of these beers were, were pretty good, and they all have their own representations of the style. Uh, but this one, I think the biggest drawback on this one was I, I felt that it was a, uh, a bit of a dry finish, and I didn't have that on the other two. So that that is honestly the biggest reason it goes in the bronze medal position, is I'm not a big fan of beers that, that have a dry finish personal preference so i'm sorry canada but uh you're you're going to bronze my bad
1: (laughs) they're not used to that
0: they are not Not usually
1: hockey is a goal (laughs) (laughs) and curling that too they're
0: pretty good on the old ice sports yeah uh pick it up in the beer (laughs) that's right (laughs) in the silver medal position uh, as steve had said the the buzzard holler um by three magnets that uh, that's going in the silver metal position. It's a good beer. I like that beer uh I like the fact that it it does have that kind of whiskey taste to it a little bit and that comes from the whiskey soaked oak oak chips uh, I didn't like it. It was a good drinker. I would want to have more than one. I just don't know that I could simply because it's a big
1: <laughs> beer. <laughs> And plus, remember, it came in a pint can. So, like, a pint, right. that's more than any other thing we drink tonight. Right.
0: Yeah. This is, you know, by volume, uh, three magnets, one. No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I. Yeah, it's it's a good beer, uh, well-executed, good taste, good flavor, and it's the most, unfortunately, uh, for three magnets. And as Steve said, this is not Homerism kicking in, uh, but the abjuration, rice wine, barley wine, version 1.1 is going into the gold medal position. I thought it had a really good cherry flavor. Uh, I should say f- cherry notes to it. Uh, it was really good. It was a really good drinker. And honestly, I think it would be a good way to kind of bring somebody into the big beers. If if you are with somebody who doesn't necessarily, you know, know about or drink big beers often, I think that'd be a good one to bring them in with.
1: Yeah, you know what? I totally agree with you because, again, this is outside of the world of pastry stout boy town. Right. So if you don't necessarily want to give something to somebody that's like cookie sweet, full of brownie dough batter and
0: <laughs> <laughs> and just chocolate chips and Reese's peanut butter cups
1: yeah not everybody has a sweet tooth like i do right
0: give them this instead
1: yeah give them this instead because it's not a stout and it's also not that sweet it has a sweetness to it but it's not sickeningly sweet right it's much more floral and aromatic and things like
0: that mm-hmm. so with that in mind that goes in the gold medal position mm.
1: there you go awesome agreed we did the barley wine episode everybody maybe we'll do another sometime in the future
0: <laughs> barley wine too this time it's personal yeah
1: if you have suggestions of barley wines that you want us to drink on the show then all you got to do is contact us on social media and search hop nation usa that'll get you instagram twitter and facebook or you can email us at hopnationusa@gmail.com. at gmail.com if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher, like Spotify. I want to push Spotify. I'm good with that. I've been I've been looking at our stats on Spotify.
0: We need to, to pump those numbers up.
1: Well, not that we got to pump them up. They're actually pretty good in comparison to other platforms. No, I want more. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah, we can always <laughs> pump them all up. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You're right there. <laughs> we want to pump them all up. But, yeah, Spotify actually does pretty well for us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let people know. Give them a little love. Maybe one day we'll actually get an account on there and set up a playlist. <laughs> no, one day we're going to own Spotify. <laughs> That's too much to ask. <laughs> Not right now. Not right now.
0: <laughs> no, no, we got this.
1: All right. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. The reason why we push Apple Podcasts is because that's our actual main source of <laughs> listeners. We get the most listeners from them. They the best.
0: So what I'm hearing is from all the Google Podcast listeners, mm-hmm. crush them. Crush it. Spotify listeners, crush them.
1: Crush them. <laughs> Podbean listeners, eh, do whatever.
0: <laughs> Ain't
1: gonna push you nowhere, you know? It's where we host the show. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're good to us. There we got our money. They don't... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, also, hey, just a shout out to somebody in Brazil. <laughs> uh, Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, th- I think that's due to First Sip Brew Box because they shipped down to Brazil. That would make sense. Uh, But yes, I believe they maybe got some merch from us. Well, not even merch. They just got a business card from us. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, however, I will point out... If you get a First Step brew box in March, yes. you might get a sticker from us. Might. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I don't want to make that promise, but it's a possibility. Adam already said, go buy the t-shirts on Public." Yeah. So yeah. Uh, to our listener
0: in Brazil, I must say, obrigado. Obrigado. Yes, that is. Yes. That is. Thank you. In Portuguese.
1: It is. I did learn that from, uh, if you listen to the Russian Rio uh, live album. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> that's that's my that's my basis for Portuguese is Russian Rio <laughs> okay then because getting Lee does thank the audience oh, Obrigado. Oh, obrigado.
0: see for me if we're doing Rio uh-huh I, I gotta go Iron Maiden
1: Iron Maiden also does have an excellent Rio live set I'm sorry but fear of the dark yeah 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 out of right. this world both of those are fantastic because the audience sings along and mm-hmm. there's like a hundred thousand people right it's all part of the rock and Rio festival Um who else was down there? Like, th- there's a whole bunch of bands that go down I'm
0: area. sure there's the Monsters of Rock.
1: Oh, I mean, like, I know Slipknot, and to- uh, uh, System of a Down, mm-hmm. and then obviously Sepultura, because that's, that. that's their town. That's right. their area. <laughs> Home base. <laughs> but yeah, so those are your suggestions. Go, yes. fi- go find the Rock and Rio and and Rio albums <laughs> <laughs> by Iron Maiden and Rush. <laughs> They're awesome.
0: And then tweet them and tell them, hey... You should have these guys on stage down there.
1: Hey, do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think Rush plays they don't really play anymore right now. No, no. They might I th- get back together.
0: I, th- I think Neil Perk kinda took some personal time.
1: Yeah. I think they all took personal time. I mean, they are in their fifties. Yeah. They're they're an older band. They've done enough. They've done they've earned it. They've done good. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see them once. It was awesome. Ah, that'd be kinda rush. cool. Love Rush.
0: Nice. <laughs> Alright. We'll see you next week, Nation.
1: Used to sing about shaking it like a Polaroid picture. Now, what a Polaroid picture was, (laughs) was an actual picture. It came out of the camera. (laughs) God. (laughs)